Welcome back to the Popular Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my always loyal co-host. I have Core with me. What's up, Core? How you been? How you been? Took a 22 to Miami with me like I'm shamming. Remix this week. We got DeLon with us this week. What's up, DeLon? Howdy do. Stream over and over again by Nelly featuring Tim McGraw. And we got our main man, Daniel, joining us today. What's up, Daniel? Yeah, I'd like to thank Nicki Minaj for always restoring their feeling in hip-hop when it's always needed. Jesus. Facts. And you know what we do? We give our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode 85 of the Pop the Man podcast. We had a lot of announcements on Twitter this week. We are going to start sale of Pop of the Man hoodies February 1st. So if you are interested in that, make sure you follow us at Podcast the Man so that you can um, stay you know, in tune and make sure you're up to date on when we start to sell the prices of the hoodies. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we've actually hit a thousand followers on Twitter. So after last summer when we hit a thousand followers and the Migos got us kicked off of Twitter mm. because we posted a video celebrating their music and they reported it to copyright. We are not back at a thousand followers. Can't let these can't niggas. Keep a black man down. Can't let these Can't keep right black man down. No, you can't. We're also going to start a brand new mini-series called League Bound. It's going to feature Cam, Jaquez, John, and your homie Zay. And they're going to talk about high school basketball and college basketball. That should start this week. And that episode should be out around Thursday, Friday. So make sure you guys, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. If you love college hoops, love high school hoops, make sure you tune in. If you know somebody that loves high school hoops, you know somebody that loves college hoops, make sure that they tune in. So hoodies, a, mini, a new mini-series... A thousand followers. Also, we are actually thinking about starting a another miniseries, a side project, Pop of the Man movies, where Cord, Delon, and somebody else, the Homie Chris, going to be, they're gonna be Homie Chris are gonna break down film. So if you love movie analysis, you love Cord, you love Delon, you're the right place. It's fast. So other than that, that's all. That's, um. That's all the announcements. So make sure you guys follow us at Podcast Man so you can keep up about those hoodies. So, starting with the first topic of the day is the most incredulous tweet I have read in 2020. Something I cannot believe was uttered by another black man. Oh man, oh man, Ebro took to Twitter to say Eminem treats rap how black folks have had to treat life. Be, be, be five times better. Work five times harder than everyone and still not necessarily get respect. Now, we're talking about the Eminem who has two diamond albums, multiple Grammy Awards, and recently just sold, I believe, 300,000 first week and has the number one album in the country. With this in mind, is Eminem privileged or is Eminem oppressed? Eminem said he was privileged on white America. Big facts. Uh, but. I, I see where Ebro's coming from. I don't agree with them, but I see where Ebro's coming from. Um, wow. Also, just because someone <laughs> says something doesn't mean it's true. There is a Trump-loving black man out but there. But it's true in this that, case, though. Who says that Trump isn't effective, but it, it's, 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 he's just wrong. 
But okay, so I think what everyone is getting wrong. You think Eminem is wrong? No, I said the Trump loving black man who says that Trump isn't disrespecting oh, America. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what everyone is doing is equating this to sales. And I don't think that's what Ebro's talking about. He said respect. Um, of course, I don't think Eminem has been five times better than anyone. I do think he works a lot harder than a lot of contemporary artists today. When he's saying respect, we have seen Eminem's music sales go down. I do think that is the black community. I still think white people are streaming him. I don't think he's getting the same respect, nor does he deserve the same respect. But that respect isn't coming from the black hip-hop audience that I know Eminem wants. It's coming from the same white people I see on Facebook when the album drops. Like, oh man, Eminem dropped some heat. Have a list of hip-hop in a long time. This brought me back to it. That's what Eminem's getting. Damn. And when we when we talk about his his sales, how that's when it doesn't make sense. But I do see where Ebro's coming from. I don't agree with him, but I definitely see what he's saying. So can I tell you why you're incorrect? Go ahead. So I think no matter what the conversation is, whenever we say you know Eminem is, people may say Eminem is washed. People may say he may not have it. He's not as skilled anymore. But people will always acknowledge what I guess that three classic run. They'll hmm. always acknowledge. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I've seen there switching up. I've seen the narrative switching up over the last. People may say the album is not aging as well as maybe other classic albums in hip hop, but people always acknowledge those three albums from Eminem. People always acknowledge his skill as a rhymer. They may say, "Oh, Eminem rhymed words with orange. No one else can do that." People always acknowledge Eminem's skill set. So, irregardless of like anything, however we may feel about him contemporarily. And I, you said something about Eminem's working harder than his contemporaries. What makes him working harder? Because he produces his music? Um, no, the fact that he is actually putting a lot more thought into the creative process, the writing process, the words he's using, how many is words it? he's using. I, am mm. I saying it's coming out good? I already said it coming out saying, good. Yeah. Also, but who's Daniel, to say... also, Daniel, I did frame this conversation, my point of view, within this decade. So you brought okay, up the, exactly. Three so who this decade... You said this decade he's working harder than his contemporaries. Is Eminem working harder than, the, than Lamar? Is he working harder than Jermaine I said Cole? most. Shit, I said is most. he working harder than Big Sean? Is he working harder than Lil ah! Pumps? Is he working harder than Lil Zans? I said most. I did not say all. Oh, yeah, but what, I thought Lil Zan was hard. Just let me interject for a second. I get what Delon is saying, and I get what you're saying, Daniel. But the simple fact is, yeah, people have started to realize that when they go back and listen to Eminem's old music, that stuff that is a classic, so to speak, because we're still talking about it in 2020. But it's okay to also acknowledge that a lot of this shit he said then doesn't did not age well because we're in a new space. This we're in a more politically correct space. We know a lot of things that Eminem said back then was very problematic and troublesome, and that's not something nah. he, he couldn't release that music today and get away with. I'm keep it real with you. I'm keep it real with you. It ain't even about political correctness. I I'll see a lot of Eminem fans. Yeah, like, like, it ain't even it. It's just, it ain't, it ain't it. Like, no, 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 I'm saying like, that's, that's all, but I'm saying like, just, just, after this, that's just tip of the iceberg. That's just part of it. That's part of, just yeah. from that standpoint alone, his music has not aged well. We're in a, an album, At all. like, an album like Eminem's past albums released today would not go over as well as it did then. Because we don't even really care about shock rap. Part of it is because shock rap came out decades ago and now we've gotten used to it so yeah. now we're not as you know not as moved by it but yeah his music- and if we can be completely honest with it shock rap was never really like a like he is legit the only rapper to get success off shock rap like even somebody like tyler had to ditch it because that's the only thing people looked at him as and he had to completely flip his sound to become you know like a successful mainstream artist 
And like, Eminem part- is legit the only guy to get there, and it's probably only one reason. Like, yeah. And and I'm saying this, and as far as people questioning his old music, people do that in hip hop all the time. That's that's literally what hip that's one of hip hop's biggest problems, where they take old legends and talk shit about them. They do it with Tupac. Yeah. They do it with Biggie. They do it with Biggie. all the old. They do it with all the old greats. We know yeah. we know an Eminem fan that does that to Biggie right now. He's probably going to see every day. He, he talks every about day. Biggie's work every day. So that's just natural progression. Now, as far as respect, Eminem was respected by his peers and a lot of black people. There's a lot of, like I said, we know black people. Eminem was respected by the next Eminem class. Top five. I'm about to say, there's a lot of people who said that like Eminem was like top five, like a top five rapper. People said that for decades. It's just that, do it with all due respect. It's I guess the black audience recognizes that, that huh, you know, we yeah. know what it is. I don't we, think that's true. We know what you what have you done for me lately? That's and that's why you starting to see a turn on it because he has not been making music as good as his previous working. We're just like this shit sucked. I don't can't respect that. I respect anyone saying I don't think it's nothing wrong with people critiquing work. I, and I don't think it's disrespecting someone as a legend or saying like, oh you trash if we're saying we just don't enjoy your current music. I think that's just being an adult and realizing maybe this is not as good anymore. But I'm still thinking about you saying, Oh, it's because we're in like a PC politically correct time now. That's why people look at Eminem's past work and say it's not good. That's not true because I've never heard anyone disrespect um, DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot X. album. And X was saying the most grimy stuff. A lot. So, and I, I don't said, think that I said that's part of it. No, but I'm telling you that that's just not true. But I'm saying like, that's just part of it. Like, it's, there's more to it. Like, like the thing is about in DMX music, we actually actually enjoy and it's actually like musicality wise, it's actually still, still, holding, yeah, it's still holding up. If you listen to a lot of shit, Eminem doing making farting noises on the on a on a rap track. Like we don't like nobody wants to hear that. Wait, yeah, like what is this? Like he like he did stuff okay. like that on his music. Like he did a bunch of wacky and corny, you know, quote unquote corny shit that you know at the time people just laughed at and thought was funny. But you know, in today's age, like people don't do stuff like that on music. And when you do stuff on music like that, we generally don't think it's you know all that funny. Like yeah. That's that that's just, that's just the reality of it. But I'm gonna say this. I will say this in Eminem, even like on White America, where he admitted that he did sell a lot of records and he said he didn't even need to go to he didn't have to finish school to realize that he sold a lot of music because he was white. In the same breath, he did acknowledge that him being white was still a barrier for him at the time getting into rap. Because didn't nobody want to take a chance on a white kid that rap. Did nobody think that he would be able to, you know, appear you know in integrate himself into hip-hop and become a success he said dr dre took that chance with him when nobody else would he went to he went to hundreds of people i think this it was a yeah, fat joe i know it was fat joe he went to pat joe and tried to get him to um sign him and he just couldn't do it because it was like nobody's gonna listen to you and I, I will say this getting in was hard the success he's seen since a lot of things, you know, his race played a role in it. Even he's admitted to it. Bingo. I, I think Eminem has a, he has a foundation of talent. So I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to agree with DeLon on saying him being white, maybe it, it was, it was, it took a little bit more for people to take him seriously. But then when you have acts like J. Cole come out and say he was influenced by um, Eminem. Nicki Minaj came out that she's influenced by Eminem. Kendrick Lamar came out and said he's influenced by Eminem. So the idea that like, oh, black people don't rock with Eminem anymore. I don't think that's just true. I think there's just, and I realize we, we're talking a lot about shit we see on the internet and shit we see on Twitter. Twitter is a bubble. Twitter does not like, Twitter doesn't represent the actual like working and living population of the world. You don't sell 300,000 copies first week if no niggas is listening to you. Facts. Well, well, I, well, I, I don't believe this. that's true. Now, well, Unless you're Selena Gomez. I will say this, that is actually possible. 
there is a, there is a lot of thousands though. <laughs> now I'm saying like I'm gonna say there is there's a lot of white people in the world, Daniel. So that is possible. You also, that don't sell three hundred thousand first possible. week of only niggas listening to you. So I think that's that large and, and that's very true. That's very fa- I'm big facts. Those are very big facts. Hey man, I, I got a take on these. Okay, that's what we Hi, get man. <laughs> I get where Ero was trying to come from, but I look at it this way: it is what it is. Eminem, Eminem career. He's still gonna say he's still gonna be successful, but you can just not go get the average everyday black audience. And if you ask me, I think with every superstar, you get that five to six year gap where the whole world is gonna listen to you and pay attention to you. Then it's gonna die. I'm gonna say this: Whatever group doesn't listen to the genre, like Drake, Kanye, like all of those rappers, they have like people who don't like hip hop at all. Say, "Oh, I like this." I think Eminem had that with black people. Then when, if, then when he left out his prime, a lot of black people was like, "Okay, it's a lot of other artists that we can listen to and relate to more." So they left, and I think that him chasing it, you're never gonna get it because those people only want to see you at your absolute best and if that's not what you offering they ain't going for it and with ebro i think it's a bad take simply because i mean like i mean like you're kind of speaking down on a lot of the black like this is a black art form and you're trying to compare it's like real life issues but what i can say with this with white rappers i think that when you first start off it's a little bit well it, it back then it was it's really not now back then if you were a white rapper you had to be the best white rapper for people to take you seriously. But the moment you got on, you were set for the rest of your life. You ain't got nothing else to worry about. So when you compare it to black people having to work time five, five times harder, you can't stop working harder than anybody else when you're black because it can easily go away. Whereas with Eminem, once you get that main, like, if you look at G-Eazy, Machine Gun Kelly, like, like I mean, okay, like, I like Machine Gun Kelly, but let's be honest, there's a lot of black rappers who had the same lane that he did, and they ain't nowhere close. Like, like Machine Gun Kelly still be doing numbers to this day. It's how a many, lot of black rappers in the same position as him that won't do that. I'm gonna ask you this: How many uh first week sales did the Carter Five do? Didn't do like five hundred thousand, something like that. Yeah, I can't it, it was so crazy. It was, we have the uh, I'm gonna say this: it, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it, it was high, yeah, like. But I mean, but no matter what, like once you get a certain age, people go slow down. The numbers go slow down. Jay Z, I remember like when Jay Z dropped four four four. We didn't even get the like. Did we? No. Oh, wow. Did we even get the first week sales for four four four? No, we hope didn't have it up to sell yeah, first I, week. So first week it was just a title exclusive. Second week is when niggas could buy it. Yeah. See, I, I mean, so, yeah, so it's like when you get a certain level, the numbers go dwindle down. It's not a bad thing. It's just life. And also, with no, that's Eminem, natural. I'm, I'm, You're right. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like it's natural. Like even Kanye numbers go down. But like when I looked at what Eminem was saying on the first track, and he was like, "Oh, Jay Z, Two Chains, and this, then the third. Like, I get where you coming from, but they, like, they just get. I'm gonna say that I, don't, I think Two Chains was kind of an odd person to compare himself to, but yeah, Jay Z is like the Jay Z is like at the top of the top, like the top echelon for black artists. So every black, I'm gonna say every black person, but the majority of us. We look at Jay Z, we revere Jay Z, we love and respect Jay Z. So when he says anything, of course, we go listen because he's speaking directly to us. Whereas with someone like Eminem drops a project, it ain't necessarily for us. So, of course, we are not, you know, like his album's not 444. Like Jay Z was on the talking about like financial literacy and black relationships and stuff like that. Of course, we go relate to that more than the Kamikaze. Eminem was just crying about album sales and reviews on Kamikaze. What does any of that got to do with the hip hop community? Like, that ain't got nothing to do with us. 
because white reviewers say your album was some trash. They ain't got nothing to do with us. Fantano on the ground. And then on top of that, like, come on, Eminem, like, they been kissing your ass your whole career. I like, like when they come to reviews and music. You've been getting this, like, anytime you drop the album, if you won against Kanye and Jay-Z, you got a Grammy automatically. And just because it slowed down, now don't mean people don't respect you. It just means the the rose color, what is it? What do people call it? The rose color tint, the rose, rose color, color glasses. glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just comes off. And now everybody gonna be brutally honest with you. That's just what happens in life. But Ebro, Ebro Wilder. But I'm I know what like, he was trying to say, but he Wilder. But yeah, and that's also, the whole... working harder ain't everything. <laughs> sometimes you gotta work smarter. And sometimes you gotta work harder at the stuff you ain't good at. We know you can rap. It's everything else. Yeah, and like I was about to say, the only thing I was gonna end, and you've already said this too, and I was just gonna, I want to reiterate the point is this, is the fact that Eminem, no matter what the quality of his project is, he's always gonna do numbers. Yeah. So somebody so somebody respects him. He's always gonna be he's always gonna be looked at, you know, in terms of like awards. So yeah, while the while the, there might be a lot of people who don't like him, I mean I feel like that's every rapper though. Every you rapper. Know who, you know who Eminem reminds me of? Um, and it's based off something Core just said. It makes me think of Drake. So I feel like Drake is always like fighting to prove like his place in hip hop. So no matter how commercially successful yep. he is, he won't like the respect of the people in the barbershops. It seems like M is in that place now. Moving on to the next topic, Zion Williamson has finally made his NBA debut debut after months and months and months of showing showing us flashes in the preseason. Uh, he came out, averaged, you know, he put up 22 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and I believe 18 minutes of action. And he really did most of that work in the sp- over the span of three minutes where he was cutting to the rim, finishing over defenders, uh, just doing a whole lot of things in order to get in order to erase a double digit deficit that the um, Pelicans were try, um were down. A lot of people were impressed, some less than others. What did we learn from Zion's debut, if anything? <laughs> I guess for me personally, I think about Zion is true. So I think everybody was like, Will Zion live into the hype? Is he as great of a player as we think he is? I think Zion scored 18 points in three minutes. Yes. So it was, I didn't expect it because even when he like, when he started hitting the threes, the first time he threw it up, I'm like, why the hell he taking the shot? But then it was wet. Then he did it again. I was like, he needs to chill. But then it was wet again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm a believer now. So I know I've talked to my best friend about it. He's like, oh, why did he take him out so early? But I was like, he proved to us in just three minutes how great he is. Now we should just let him heal up and make sure that he can be healthy and play for a long time. Another important detail is he did hit three threes in this game. Was per- was perfect from the three point line. That was one of the biggest criticisms of his game coming into the uh, season. It's good to see that he actually might have worked on it a little bit while he was off. I was kind of worried he wasn't doing anything like that. Remember we made fun of uh, John Wall the other week. It was like he did a three sixty dunk and warm ups. So like, well, of course, well, can he shoot? <laughs> has he been working on shooting? And I was like, I don't know. But apparently Zion has been working on it, or maybe you know, maybe it was just fluke. But it's good to see him doing well in that one area that we were all concerned about because shooting is going to be necessary for him for him going forward but more than anything like you said what did we learn i feel like we learned that we were right about zion we knew that he's a transformative player who can impact the game and um change the entire flow of it and it's a, he's a game changer uh we kind of we if you watched him in high school if you watched him in college you knew that that's the kind of pe- caliber player he was so this was more of a confirmation more than a revelation as far as what do you expect going forward from Zion? 
big things. And, I don't expect him to be getting any that much more time than he's already been getting. I think they're just gonna let Zion just just get his PT and not run him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also mm-hmm. think that we learned that the Pelicans do not have room to play with Brandon Ingram's contract this summer because. Zion actually does put them in a very, very good position going forward. It is too late this season, but they got about six or six of them young boys they got to pay between this year and next year, and they don't got room to play with it. Well, I think Brandon Ingram has shown that he is worth the contract. Like mm-hmm. he's a play, he's a player worth the money that he's that's expected of him this summer. Now the thing is, can he coexist with Zion? Because Brandon Ingram has put up some some eh performances in these two games that have. To have featured Zion, so now it's a matter. So, this is one reason why I said we need to get Zion back as soon as possible because they need to see how well Zion and Brandon Ingram jail. Grant, now they got a good. They have a, a good thirty um game sample size to work with. But off to the start, like back in preseason, they didn't really. Brandon Ingram didn't really play that well when Zion was on the court. And now we're two games in so far in the season, he hasn't. But it's, it's adjustments. It takes time to integrate a new player. But we're gonna um, have to wait and see. If um, they can continue to get that all-star level production they'll get for Brandon Ingram while also having Zion do his thing on the court. So that's one thing to keep an eye on going forward. The only thing I expect going forward, I expect Zion to continue to take threes. I don't expect Zion to hit him at the same clip he did in the first game. I've been, I say 33, maybe 33% from three. That's going to be my prediction for Zion going forward. And if he does that, that's a good starting place for him as a rookie. I don't expect him to win as a rookie of the year. He could average like 25, 5, and 5 from here on out. He's not going to win rookie of the year. So he just oh, did okay, that okay. as well. Yeah, it's yeah, too late. Let's did that. Let's go ahead and did that. Because I've seen a couple people running with their narrative, and I was like, eh, come on. No. Somebody will, no. somebody will give him a, a vote, though. It's going to make everybody mad. Oh, no, of it, course. It, it's not going to be a somebody either. It's going to be a couple of people. We, we might it probably end up it'll probably end up becoming a topic of conversation on the podcast months from now, but it's going to happen because people are just stupid. They're just stupid. But all right, moving on to the next topic, I want to talk to you guys about the best of the worst. There's there's a lot of rappers we talk about we can't stand on this podcast, aka Eminem. Rappers we just absolutely hate with all our heart. But there are some rap, but even those guys are capable of making songs that we sometimes really adore. Do you can you guys tell or share with us your favorite song by artists that you hate? Cord, I about to start us off. I feel like you hate a lot of people. I uh, it's hard to for Cord. Cord, yeah, Cord also use... loves a lot of weird. <laughs> no, That's I'm gonna like... say this: I hate a lot of rappers, but I usually like the songs that their fans hate. Pistols. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I was going to say this, but yeah, man. Since we on the podcast, I will admit it to the people listening, y'all. I a couple. Wait, this, I don't know, this is like it was like a year, year and a half ago, or a year and a half ago. A couple people came out and leaked the Drake song, and Drake fans reacted so harshly to the song that Drake came by himself and was like, "This was never supposed to be heard by anybody on earth." And I like the song. The song is called Pistols. You know, it was a little, <laughs> little little Spanish joint. Come on, little maracas in the background, a little guitar. And he was like, yeah, man, I got a pistol in my bed. But I'd rather have you. I was like, this song is <laughs> you know so bad. Hey, you know what I'm it's saying? So, it's so bad that I like it. I rock with it, though. And so, it's, and so you know, like, 
whenever we in the group chat or whatever, like whenever I say something bad about Drake, they'll pull up like they'll pull up like a little message. I sent like a year ago saying like, "Hey, crazy." So there y'all go. I'm be real. I'm gonna be real. I had never heard that song. I'm kind of glad I hadn't, especially after that description Man, of it. I send it to the group chat all the time. Yeah, I'd be like, no, nah, we're not clicking on it. Nah, I'm not clicking on it because everybody else hates it, Core. That's why I hey, man. with that song. Hey, bro, when Drake came out himself and was like, this should, did no one, y'all shouldn't have heard this. I said, damn. <laughs> I think my favorite was, it's probably currently, probably my all time favorite. My One of my favorite songs by Artists I Hate. The Artists I Hate is Logic. Didn't used to be that way. You love Logic. <laughs> but wow. I have. I have very much grown to Racist. low logic. Relax, Cord. <laughs> black and black bit. That's self hatred right there, Jordan. That's facts, man. Anyway, that man, man said he proud to be black, and it's how y'all treat him. I don't have that. Twenty twenty MLK. Twenty twenty MLK. Uh, relax, Devon. But anyway, the song that I love the most by Logic has to be Young Sinatra 4 off of, off of his mixtape, Young Sinatra 4 or album, whichever we want to call it nowadays. And essentially, that's the Logic I fell in love with when he was making the Young Sinatra t- pause, the Young Sinatra <laughs> takes way back in the early 2010s during the mixtape era. And on the song, he's, he's just rapping really well. And then the second half, is this extended metaphor where he raps from the perspective of um of money and he's rapping about how people like fight over money and they do this for money and he's like telling it from the perspective of a dollar bill and it's and it's um it's the uh the life life's a bitch and then you're gonna die sample in the background throughout the entire course of that track it's, it shit feels so hip-hop as much as corny stuff is is, is not even them as much corny stuff as oh, wow. logic does <laughs> As much corner stuff as Logic does, that is one of the most hip hop songs I've ever heard. It was beautiful. Shout out to Logic for making Young Sinatra Four. Make more shit like that, please. Like I, I don't need that other shit you be making. Yeah. What about you, Delon? I have three. <clears throat> so there was a confusing time in my life about 2015 through 2016, where I was adjusting to liking the new kids in rap. You know the the. The the ones with the facial tattoos for no reason to just say to just say words, you know, just like branding. Um, so I found myself for some reason. There's a Lil Xan song called Betrayed. <laughs> oh god. That for some reason. And it's not even him because if, if you listen to it, and I listen to it today, the lyrics are so stupid. In the lyrics he says, uh or in the song he says, and and her pussy tastes like Skittles, what? No, you can really taste a rainbow. What? Yeah. And why does that? Why did that connect with me? And I, I find myself wondering <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> does, it, does, it still, does it still connect with you, Cord? And does it still connect with you, oh, Delon? That's the most That's important thing. Here nor there. But so we'll go on. <laughs> we'll go on to another artist that I I really disliked. Um, mostly because his music kind of sucked, but also because I got him confused with Famous Dex all the time. And Famous Dex, when that video came out, he was beating his girl. So I was like, I don't fuck with this nigga. Rich the Kid, I thought was Famous Dex for wow. two months. I did the same <laughs> shit. I had the same, <laughs> I had the same <laughs> problem. Yeah, wow. I, I thought they were the same nigga. Because one just had green hair and one had red dreads. It was the only difference. Yeah. Other than that, they're the exact same nigga. Um, yeah. But New Freezer, even without the Kendrick verse, I thought that song would have gone. Because that is a very good song. Um, And last but not least... 
Shot of Flow remix the Blueface verse. What? I like the Blueface what? verse on Shot of Flow. Hey man, the career somewhere. Man. He dropped a mixtape like two months ago and nobody listened. Was it the one with the yellow brick road? Like, yeah, was it that it shit? Had the funny, oh, okay. It had the funny cover, but no one actually listened to it. <laughs> I told myself I was gonna listen when I told myself I was gonna listen when it dropped. I, I missed it. Yeah, yeah fame, shout out to the famous crit. All right, Daniel, what about you? I feel like mine not as good as what everybody just said. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's, it's your it's your favorite song. I don't think I hate anybody, but I was gonna go with Eminem. I'm just gonna say I like lose yourself. Okay. <laughs> wait, like wait, 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 wait. Wait. First off, damn. Hold on. You hate a lot of people. You. Hate I feel like hate a. That is true. I feel like hate a strong word. So, so how? You know what, Cardi B? Go how do you feel? Ah, I use that one because I don't feel like niggas was gonna expect me to say that. So I want to use that Rico. One. And I don't think Cardi's an artist. No, I got Rico. Just ask. I don't hate Rico. Yeah. Make bad music. Hey man, <laughs> academics make music. You hate him? He don't like that music though. Ah, I do like Counting Up by Rico Nasty though. I'm gonna give Rico that. I like Counting Up by Rico Nasty, but I don't hate Rico Nasty. I think she just is audible noise. And we was we was square up right now. <laughs> and we if we record, man. You you think, Jordan? I'm lying. What's up? When I sent you that Rico, what was she did a Welcome to the Party remix? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We cherry picking songs out of people's catalogs. Let's not do that, Daniel. Okay, we can. Hey, know what? Sell this for Twitter. Sell this for Twitter. Sell this for Twitter. Sell this for Twitter. I don't want to do this right now. But I will say, man, Welcome to the Party. So me, either way it goes, can't nobody save it. But I do like the Nicki remix. I do. I do like the Nicki remix more that you sent me. I'm not gonna hold you. Stream queen. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this too. Like Daniel says, hate is a very strong word. I don't think there's an artist I just really hate. I'm more disappointed in logic, more so than I hate them and can't stand them. I don't I can't really think of a rap off the top of my head. I just really, I hate really, things. really can't stand. I can I can and I can I can understand that. I really forgot he even existed. Is he is he, I'm pretty sure he doesn't make music anymore. Uh I'm pretty sure there was some rappers I hated like like three, four years ago, but I've grown to either like, eh, you know, this whatever with them. But to the light, I used to hate my white brother Malcolm. That's crazy. Yeah, you did. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I, was, I was not seeing it. I did not understand it. I thought y'all like this white man in this black space. <laughs> not just, nah, I man. He was, he was a cool dude. He kept his head down, but, worked five times harder. Jordan, yeah. Kept, I'm going to give him that one. <laughs> I would say worked five times harder, but I, I think he did put in a lot of, and I like his musical growth. For a while, but yeah, Jordan just kept sending me the music. He's like, "Nah, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you." I'm like, "Yeah, this ain't it." And then eventually, I think it might have been like watching movies with the sound off. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, I get it." Which, which, which makes sense because that—that's the album that was a revelation for myself. Like, I, I wasn't really just—I was—I went. I'm gonna say this. He was my guilty pleasure up until that point because there was like a uh, Blue Slide Park and. The other shit he used to make, I actually kind of liked it, but I was never gonna tell nobody I liked it. He's talking about, damn, this nigga suck. I'm like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. But uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, 
the all-star starters have been announced for the East and the West. In typical fashion, West was pretty much what we, everybody thought was going to be. Luka Doncic, Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and uh, LeBron James. Now, the East was more of a toss-up, and Mel, most people were not quite sure who was going to come out on top. But we ended up getting Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, and uh, Giannis. That was more, more or less the easier part. The harder part was deciding the guards. And the Kimball Walker got it, which I feel like was more than deserving. But the, the most surprising starter selection, or maybe non-surprising starter selection, out of both the East and the West was Trey Young, the sophomore, playing for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is averaging 29 points per game, averaging 8.8 assists per game, is shooting 44% from the field, and 37% from three. Now, the... Uh, the issue with him being a starter is the Hawks have the worst record in the NBA. The, well, actually, they have the second worst uh, record. The Warriors have the worst record. <laughs> the Hawks have the second worst record in the NBA. They are 11 and 35. So they are 20 games below 500. They're the worst team in the East. So they are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. And yet, Trey Young was selected to be an all star starter. A lot of people have problems with this, thinking that somebody who was on such a bad team shouldn't be an all star. How do you guys feel about this? I support it. I voted for Trey Young. So I don't and I guess I hear the argument that uh like you're a reflection of your team, but like if everybody else just asked, I'm gonna think that's your fault. And I'm one of the people who felt like um Steve Nash robbed Kobe of an MVP. Um Ooh. so I mm-hmm. can't <laughs> and I guess Hashtag. the argument against that is I guess, but I'm more so thinking Kobe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess the argument is Oh, Kobe's team wasn't that great at that time, so I feel like I can't like argue for Kobe and then argue against Trey Young. And like I said, I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he's put up phenomenal numbers this season, so uh, he was my vote. I think it's more so the precedent that's been set and passed, where people like Demarcus Cousins or people like, for instance, like Devin Booker were brought up in the West. And while there probably were more deserving people in front of them, one of the biggest critiques say is the team suck. And that's always been, like, the go-to when selecting all-stars in the past. People will say, hey, I think this guy should be an all-star. His team's bad. Or, like, or this team doesn't deserve an all-star. Their team is bad, even though there's one person that's good. They don't deserve an all-star. So I'll say this. I did not vote for Trey Young to be my all-star starter. While I do think he is – he, I think he deserves to be an all-star, I, I was sure that the coaches would get him in. I was sure he was going to be a reserve, but I felt like maybe one of these one of these starting guards for one of the best teams in the league should have gotten the All Star starter nod. More like a guy like uh, I got Kyle Lowry, how he's been performing for the Raptors. I think he was deserving at the time. I, at the time when they first started opening up, I thought Dinwiddie, who was carrying a Nets team and keeping them in the playoff picture, I thought he was very de- deserving because. He he his Karis Levert, Kyrie Irving both go down and he's winning games for the Nets. I thought they was guys who deserve it because they're putting their team in the best possible situation and helping them win games. Now the thing is, there is no fucking helping the Hawks. And that's the thing you have to also take into account. Like you said, Daniel, like I don't think there's not there's nobody in this league that could play for the Hawks and save that team and keep them for, and make them put them in the playoff picture. You know, people say this stuff about LeBron could do stuff like that. Even even LeBron couldn't save the Hawks. So, no, I thought you were about to say something totally said, different. Yeah. With that being said, I do, I don't think he should be pe- penalized to not and not be an All Star starter. 
I, I don't think he should be penalized and be kept from being an all-star, but I think it was a little premature to make him an all-star starter. He could have been a reserve. And have been cool. I agree with in everything you said, but at which point that man's averaging nine assists, there's only so much that his team suck. Like, <laughs> Speak on it. Like, you know, like, Speak on it. It's not like if he was having like three assists, that'd be different. Like, come on, man. No, nah, uh, it's it's just the it's just the president that up to this point they've always people like NBA fans, coaches, media, they've always shamed players, good players, they were just stuck on bad teams. And it was like they don't deserve to be an all-star. So I just thought it was you know, it seems very mm. hypocritical of the process that they made Trey Young. Who's on the worst team in the Eastern Conference and All Star starter? That's that. That's the only thing about it. But are we gonna take like the people seriously and create those narratives? Because the same people who say that are the same people who have been shame basketball players for like teaming up or going to better teams. Exactly. When the opportunity presents itself. They get mad so at Dame Miller. That, that's very. That's very valid, Dame. So I just. That's very valid. Hey, to you, what makes somebody an All Star? Makes them an All Star. I just think you just one of the best players in your um conference. Yeah, I said that. I said, I feel like he should have been a reserve. I just thought it'd been nice if I think it'd been nice if to reward one of the very good guards on the winning teams because then that I like rewarding winning. I like to reward winning as a but, like I said. That's also a team, co- that's also a team construct. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna ignore, ignore that shit, Daniel. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like somebody like Jimmy Butler who people didn't predict the heat to be this good. And look how good the Heat are because of him. They're the second team in the East, and he's not an all-star starter. That's that's kind of you know that's 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 I I feel like someone like him or like Kyle Lowry, and who people didn't expect the Raptors to be this good. Like they're 31-14, both of them 31-14. But, but Pascal got though. that though. Uh, that's true. That's true. They already had Pascal, yeah. so they probably don't. But Kyle Lowry's gonna be voted in, so they're gonna have two all-star starters regardless anyway. So, but it is what hey, it man. is. Uh, hey man, what's who? Chuck- Okay, what's up? Hey man, Jaquiz ain't here, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold it I'm gonna hold it down for him and take over Trey Young, man. It's the All Star game. The reason why the NBA is because you don't give the entertaining players a platform to shine on. This is the game that's made somebody like Trey Young. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I like Malcolm Brogdon. I love Kyle Lowry. But if I'm gonna watch an All Star game. I want to see somebody like a Trey Young. Those are the type of players that fill in the seats and get people to watch the games. And more importantly, I don't really care if the team make that good. Like, like everybody saying, "Oh, well, he losing, he losing." Give him a chance. Like, at least he might get a chance to win this one. And everybody like, "Oh, well, the players who win it, they need to, they deserve, they, they deserve to be rewarded for their winning." That's what the playoffs is for. That's what a championship is for. All-star game is for young, fun, exciting players to show people what they're doing, especially when they're having a miserable regular NBA season. And this is the second year in the league. Why are we holding it against them that this team made a playoff team? You're right, Corey. Even though you I kind of expect – Exactly. Like, I don't keep real. Like, you know I was on the podcast, like, making fun of it. If that's, if that's what the fans are voting for, let Caruso play. Why not? Like, I'm going to let you go. Hey, hey, my nigga. Hey, no, 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 fans deserve this. I'm going to tell you why. It's a billion people that watch and they don't go and vote. So if the majority of the people vote for Alex Caruso, I want to see him with their headband on hooping. 
Hey, let's keep it real. It ain't like the superstars playing a hard out in the all-star game anyway. They just walking around. You might as well let a Taco fall, an Alice Caruso, a Trey Young, like let those type of players shine. Like we <laughs> wanna watch back for the Trey. All I'm saying is this. We watched the All-Star. I'm looking at okay, I look at it this way for the NBA. It's either two ways you can take it. Either make it for the best player specifically or make it for the most exciting player specifically. As long as it's in the middle, it's never gonna turn out the way you want it to. And I look at it anyway. It, it ain't like the game's been super entertaining anyway. You might as well put them type of guys in. And that's something I was going to bring up is the fact I think the problem, the only problem with like putting just the most fun players, which if that's what they, if that's what people are going to go for, I think that's a hundred percent fine. But it's the fact that I know down the road, a lot of times when we talk about how great players are, we talk about all-star appearances and we start talking about like, oh, this guy only was like a two-time all-star or this guy was only a three-time all-star. I'm like, it's not their fault because they were great players. They just weren't exciting. So that's, that's what I'm saying. So if we're going to go off that measurement of putting guys in just because they're fun, then we can't. We gotta stop holding. We gotta stop using that as a measure of how good a player was. Cause that, like a guy like a Devonta Sabonis who's having an incredible year, or a guy like a Malcolm Brogdon who's having an incredible year, or no, nope, or a guy who's <laughs> having an incredible year. But, I don't know why you talking about like in the past this. though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the past, in the past, in the past. So like when you you can't say that oh well, this guy was never an All Star. Well, you know, and then say that, oh, I just want to see who's the most fun people in the league. I really don't care who about who's the best. I don't really care about who's necessarily um who contributes the most to winning. That's that's what that's a, that's my only thing about it. So, like I said, I have no problem with Trey Young getting in. I had no problem with saying let's put the most fun people in. My only problem is if we're going to do that, then we got to stop using All Star selections as a measurement to how good somebody is compared to another player who might just be that's just facts. good, but when it's exciting to fans, that's my only thing. Oh, wait, one more thing. Who's... I got to add this too. And Draymond Green, man. I... <laughs> All I got to say is this. If he was out for Steph Curry was playing and that record was the exact same, Steph Curry would have got their first All Star spot in the West. Draymond wouldn't have said not a thing. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, it's facts. And Curry, and Curry would have gotten voted in too. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, I know he would have. He's traded. And Draymond ain't going to get it with that triple single. Throwing it no. out there. <laughs> not, a, not an all-star. Not an all-star. Oh, that's funny. All right. Niggas, niggas told me you're a top five power forward. Where? Moving on to the next topic. It's time for Who's Wildin', where Core presents us with somebody who's been absolutely wild into the most. Core, who do you have for us this week? Hey, man, for this week, I got none other than a child actor legend and the most underrated part-time Mentally ill rapper of all time, and Orlando Brown, one of my goats, man. Orlando Brown, came, <laughs> Orlando Brown came out early this week, allegedly after being passed off for an episode of Wildin' Out. Was in was he in Walmart? Target? He was in some. He was in some convenience store, and said that none other than the woke, intelligent, creative, artistic brother himself, behold, a rapper, Nick Cannon, allegedly gave him fellatio. Do I believe this? Absolutely not. I forgot this. Any chance of this being true, I highly doubt it. But my one question is why? Why do this? Why say this? Out of all the things to make up, why this? Of all the people to accuse, why Nick? Well, that's let's see, court. That's that's the thing about it. So he has no motive for lying. Maybe he's telling the truth. 
Well, Man. he said oh. he said that Nick Cannon sucked his dick in a different life. So like, he, Wait, as what? a woman, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He said in yeah. another life, Nick Cannon sucked. And then that's funny because all the all the media ran with it is Nick Cannon sucked Orlando Brown dick and like they didn't. Re- <laughs> and that's a very important. So let me part. get this straight. So let me get this straight. So Orlando Brown believes in reincarnation, and not only does he remember his past life, but he also re- remembers Nick Cannon's reincarnation. Now, whoa, 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 say- we're assuming he believes in reincarnations, not alternate universes. That's facts. Damn. I didn't even consider that possibility. Yeah, but I'm sorry for taking you off so the either- thing, Corey. <laughs> Uh, either, either way is wild because either way is wild because either Orlando Brown believes in reincarnation or he believes in the multiverse, which we don't shame either one. But I just I'm just curious which one it is. Hey, hey, man, I'm all for the belief of other universes, but why in any world? <laughs> you told Nick Cannon nothing was like this. <laughs> like, what, like, what did Nick Cannon do to deserve it? Like, Nick Cannon to be at the crib, minding his business, respecting everybody, and giving us funny episodes of Wilding Out. And you do this man like this out of all the people he could have named. I need candy. Over over and under Orlando Brown jokes made on Wild and Out next season. Oh boy. Over, man. They, they they going crazy. But I would also just like to throw this little fact out here. Orlando Brown is a superior rapper over Nick Cannon. Yeah. He has a better catalog. Delon, <laughs> what was the name of that song you sent to the group chat? Man. It was actually really good. <laughs> it's actually very good. Man, I, I wasn't mad at that song, to be honest with you. I wasn't mad at that song. It. Um, how do we feel yeah, about uh Nick Cannon's response to the situation? I agree with him a thousand percent. How do you yeah. respond? It was a long ass. It ain't true. He he basically yeah. said it wasn't he true, but that. then he was like he turned on the media. Oh, he He's like, "Well, y'all niggas should be shouldn't be making fun of our black kings going through some situations. Y'all need to." I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's a good spin. Facts. That's a good spin." If he actually did, spin. you know, suck his dick. But then I, I re-listened <laughs> to it, and he said that in another lifetime. So, uh, but Nick lost if he had to say that. But I personally yes, feel bad for making fun of Orlando Brown because. I feel like I I saw a clip on Twitter one time. I don't know if he was talking to Dr. Phil or something about, like, not seeing his son because, like, he bugging mentally or whatever the case is. So I just ignore Orlando Brown when I see him on the internet. Uh, I typically do the same thing because I don't, like, you know, hang him on and wild things. Instagram. That, that, first off, it's <laughs> private. They keep an IG? It's private. So you got he to gotta improve you. Man, I've been on that bitch for five years. That shit is stressful. That's easy. Oh, like, the one time he was in the shower, smoking, freestyling, uh, getting head. It was like the weirdest situation. Huh? Uh, oh, man. It was, it was strange. It, it his house is like a smelly. <laughs> hey man, at least I didn't see that Nick Cannon guest. Let me stop. But yeah, man. Oh, Let me stop. Hey oh, man, boy. regardless of what Lando Brand doing, man, we're gonna support him out here. I hope you figure it out. Stream whatever don't, do Nick is. Like, don't do don't do Nick Cannon like that though, man. Nick Cannon don't deserve it. Corey, you know, like Corey, you know the curse of Ham. Yeah. Are the are the people of Brown? Are they, are they, are they, are they, Antonio Brown, Orlando Brown, Chris Brown? Oh, man. Uh, Spax, Bobby Spax, Brown. man. Bobby Brown, like, it just be so messed up, man. Like Vic Mister said, man, why must the darker people must suffer? You hate to see it. The Cleveland Browns. Damn. 
Cleveland <laughs> Brown. <laughs> my brown, my brown brother. All right, moving on to the next topic. Brown from the Medea franchise. Man. <laughs> His knees. But moving on to the next topic, we are going to talk about the Clippers. And we don't always talk about the Clippers. I try to avoid it because, you know, I'm a Clipper fan. I could talk about them all day, all night. Nah, we need to talk about them every week. But this is a pressing matter. And I do. we rarely ever talk about them in a negative light. Yeah, we we rarely ever talk about them in a negative light because, you know, as of late, they have kept themselves out of the negative light. But a new piece came out on Twitter where it was titled on Twitter saying, chemistry issues, question mark. And then, like, the tweet was saying that some players are upset with um, the preferential treatment of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Upon seeing this tweet, multiple players, Patrick Beverly, uh, Pat Pat, which is uh, Patrick Patterson, uh, Lou Will, have all come out on Twitter to refute and say that I'm I, who your sources and that just this is not true. And even after the game last night where the Clippers beat the Heat, they asked it about uh they asked Kawhi Leonard about it. He said that I just block all this stuff out. Those people aren't in the huddle. They don't know what really goes on. With that being said, are they are the Clippers spiraling out of control as that headline presumed, or is this all manufactured? Or was everybody just jumping to conclusions? Because a lot of people, because you have an athletic pers- subscription, which I don't have, because I'm not about to pay to read articles. Facts. When I could, I, I just can't do it. I might do it because that was, it's, I, I was tempted to do it. But that's and that was the point of the headline. I was tempted to do it because people who said they read the article and they and they screenshotted excerpts from it. It was more so saying that, yeah, there's been some chemistry issues, but this is what you would expect from a team who's integrating two brand new superstars, but more, more really, nobody really dislikes um, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Like the whole piece was pretty much saying that nobody really has a problem with them. It's just an adjustment. It was just the headline was trying to grab people's attention. What do you guys think about all this? I don't really care about the Clippers if I'm keeping it a being with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so You're the only Laker fan that don't, so I respect it. Big facts, because if you go to if you go to the comment section of that tweet, you'll see a lot of Laker avies, which is high key ironic, because everybody said they don't care about Clipper fans, but they comment on Clipper content. And talk uh-huh. about, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They keep me uh-huh. updated on every game. Oh God, I think it's funny you say that because then this is supposed to be a podcast full of Clippers uh, fans, but y'all was talking about the Lakers, so it sounds like the pot calling the kettle black. Ooh. But I'm not gonna say you love to see it. I only do it because I feel like people don't want to hear me talk about the Clippers. I can talk about the Clippers every so, single week. So, so the Lakers are the team. Oh, no, oh, no. I'm hating. I ain't going to deny it. I hate every chance I get. I don't like it. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I do like the downfall. Except for Dwight Howard, though. Shout out to Dwight and Kuzma. Corey does hate uh, the Lakers. I, 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 I do hate, hate the Lakers, too. Oh, you hate Kyle? Why? A lot of people do. Except Vanessa we, Hudgens. Hey, man. Shout out to Vanessa Hudgens. We, Shout out to Kyle Kuzma. No. I will say, as far as the Lakers, Jordan, I said the Lakers, I meant the Clippers. Jordan, um, I saw you tweet something. Or because of Jordan, I guess I'm more informed of what the Clippers are doing. So it was something about people getting upset at Doc not playing um, Zubac enough. So I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So when I hear about um, issues within the team, I do wonder if Zubac feels the type of way because he just left the Lakers where he wasn't. Mm. I don't want to say Zubac wasn't respected, but maybe he wasn't as appreciated by staff enough if like he ended up on yeah. the Clippers when the Clippers ain't even really asked for him. 
like for the life of me, I still don't get like what happened for him to be gone. So now that he on the Clippers and according to Jordan, he not getting playing time. He always getting like cut in the four. So I wonder, I feel like there could be turmoil in the team. I don't know if it's based on Kawhi and Paul George, but no, I, can, no, I, 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 I'm about to say to your point, Dan, that's a very good point. Now I will say this. I do think there has been some issues going on within the Clippers, but I don't think it's what this that article tried to insinuate and what the what the athletic tried to insinuate in the tweet because the article itself doesn't try to make it seem that way. Uh, but I do think there was been some issues, mostly because like I said, preferential treatment of Paul George. Paul George is hurt. Like I don't understand how you how you of course you go treat a player that's hurt differently. They can't play, they can't practice. Paul George actually had a sore ha- hamstring, and instead of sitting his ass out, he said, I'm gonna play against the Knicks and then tore the shit, and now he can't play. I don't think any player on a basketball team or any player in any sport will watch a, a star go risk their leg and their health to play against the damn Knicks yeah. and then them and then them hurt themselves and then say that they get special treatment and they, they I, I just can't see that that just doesn't make sense but there I feel like there have been some I, I don't know I don't know how Zoo Fox feels he, and when he speaks he always speaks highly of Trez he always speaks highly of the Clippers and his experience with them. But it's just hard to imagine that the fact that when Doc Rivers plays Montrez Harrell for 20 minutes straight, like he did the other night against the Hawks, he played him for 20 minutes straight in the second half and did not put Zubak in. And you just have to think that, that you know, as a player, like, why, why won't Doc trust me in the fourth quarter so much that he would rather run his other player into the ground? So you see, I see stuff like that. I would think that there'll be chemistry issues on that department. I don't think someone like Zubak would be upset, but he doesn't seem to be perturbed or moved by that. He comes out, he play, he plays like a professional. Uh, I also think that I, it probably is some players. I could see Montrez Arrow maybe being upset about Kawhi sitting every other game, but I can see, I, and which is which, you know, that's I'll say that's uh, fair for the simple fact that Montrez Arrow plays hard every single night, hence the twenty straight minutes every single night. Not to mention the fact that. Uh, the Clippers were like made a hard nosed group last year. They played the entire 48 minutes. If somebody was able to play, they played. And that's just the um that's just the truth. And I just feel like that kind of mentality and now having guys who say, hey, guys, the regular is not that important. That's a hard change in mentality for a team that was that goes hard as they can every single night in the past. But right now, the Clippers are third in the West. They are 32 and 14. And they are top six in offense and in defense. While people say they've had, I think people try to point to disarray within the Clippers. It's pretty amazing the resilience that this group has shown for the simple fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard only played 18 get- games together, despite like, 46 games going by, but only played 18 games together to be third in the West, despite that. And loaded with that we're in, that's impressive. Not to mention that the Cl- the Clippers came out and put up like 33 assists against the uh, Miami Heat the other night in response to the rumors that just happened that came out. So it's great to see the team come together and get a good out of win against a great <clears throat> team on the road. I'm not gonna lie to you, Jordan. I feel like to me, you you sound like what you say Lakers fans sound like to me. Because yeah. for the life of me, I don't hear anyone disrespect the Clippers. I don't hear any. Every time I hear people talk about the Clippers, people talk about how, like, what? they're shooing to, they're shooing to win, how they're going to shit on the Lakers in the conference finals. Like, so I never really hear. I'm random, stupid, like, isolated Lakers fans. I never really hear, like, people disrespect the Clippers. 
I'll say this in the mainstream media, that piece that came, I'll, I'll agree with you in the mainstream media, that piece that just came out uh, from the athletic talking about chemistry issues. That's probably the first negative thing that's been said about the Clippers since Lob City. Now, when Lob City happened, you heard bad shit about the Clippers all the time. All the time. All the time. They talk, Lord they age. talk bad about Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Uh, Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers talking about how he was doing nepotism to even keep Austin Rivers in the league, even though he's been a productive basketball player on multiple teams. And niggas was uh, yeah, like they you were. heard bad shit. You heard bad shit about them all the time. You had Glenn, you have Glenn Big Baby Davis still will come on TV and talk shit about how Chris Paul in the past. You had uh, it was recently somebody was talking bad about another um former Lob City player. Like that happened all the time. But I will say you're right in the past since those players have left. There has not really been many mainstream media outlets talking bad about the Clippers. The Clippers, y'all don't watch Nick Wright. The nice trip. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't. I ignore that because there's always gonna be one idiot that does that. I don't really count him. But the Clippers themselves, they pretty much done everything right. There was some pushback when they traded Blake Griffin. People did talk bad about that, but it was like for like a couple of weeks. There was, there was some pushback when they traded Tobias Harris in a similar fashion. There was a pushback from that, and I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Pushback February seventh. <laughs> February 7th is not going to be kind for the Clipper fandom and the people outside. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, somebody well beloved in that franchise will be gone. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's going to be Montrez Hero. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to say this. Especially if we lose to the Lakers on Tuesday, a new center coming in. Yeah, but see, I don't, I think it's beyond that. Like, I don't think Montrez Hero has been a problem against the Lakers. I think, I thought he would be. But he 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 has a problem. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been playing well the first two games. But he's not he's a not solution. Gonna be, I'm gonna say this: he could play well Tuesday against the Lakers. That's I don't think that's gonna change what happens between now and February 7th. So you think he's gone no matter because what? I think he's gone no matter what, and that's partly mm. because the the team has a serious rebounding slash defend the paint problem. Facts. Whenever Zubac comes off the court. And that's in part because Trez cannot defend the paint. He can't. He can't rim protect. Like he can guard big man. Because like when Anthony Davis, we were going after Davis the past two matches. Anthony Davis hadn't really been able to bully him. But when guards drive to the rim and he gets to help to block shots, he can't do it. And that's and that's something I feel like is going to. Um, and also the fact that going, there's a potential he could get the max, like a hundred mil this <laughs> summer. And you don't want to give a backup center. Who can't start because he can't protect the rim? A hundred million dollars come off the bench, and that's why I think he's gone, no matter what. And I feel like that could cause some actual serious chemistry issues after that point. And it's gonna be a lot of negative shit said about the Clippers too. Guarantee, I guarantee that. I feel like can't more wait. people say stuff, bad stuff. I feel like more people say bad stuff about the Clippers for Trey Montrose here than they did Blake Griffin. I think it's gonna be that bad. Man, you think so? I think I, it's going to be that bad. Well, all right, man. You have come I, through with a bunch of logical solutions, so I'm going to be illogical and hate right now. <laughs> all right, man. I, I got the All I got to say is this, man. I have noticed it. I've been paying attention, man. Whenever we play regular teams, we don't hit nothing bad. Then right before we get to play a certain little team, the media go crazy. And they push out a lot of stuff we ain't never heard before. You ever notice that, Jordan? I'm just throwing it out there, man. Because it's a certain player on the Clippers who is signed to Clutch Sports. Here it is, guys. Just throwing it out there. Oh, I see. Just, just, just throwing it. Just throwing it out there, man. 
I might be on my Alex Jones wave right now, but I see something. My third eye open. Yeah, like Nick Wright. You see, see what's going on. Yeah. Makes you like Alex Jones, like he said first time. But I, Alex I see Jones, man. I, I, I can't hey. hop on that wave, though, Corey. <laughs> all, 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 all I'm saying is, man, you know, one player run the media. As soon as we get to play a certain team, all the crazy stuff come out. We got, you know, we might have a little mole in the house right now. You know, just, just throwing it out there. I could be wrong. But in the words of Jacquez, when he got cancer, he got to cut it out. Exactly. But that's all I got. You guys got have you guys have any closing thoughts? Uh, I just shout out Week Mill. Uh, <laughs> stream high and famous by Orlando Brown. Facts. Uh, what I got? Uh, uh, either Aaron Baines or Miles Turner. I will be saluting y'all next week or sometime shortly. And um. Ted Cruz, man, I ain't rocking with you. I never was rocking with you, but I'm really not rocking with you. Did the Black Queen dirty, and I don't respect it when she took your side. Yeah, that is a fact. That is a fact. He was Probably almost my who's wild. Ted Cruz, I was like, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, the ops too, but still. <laughs> I was so confused, like, bro, what? I'm like, what? Nah, All right, yeah, I tear, definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fuck Terry Crews. That's facts. Super fun. Dan, you got anything before you want to go? Stream Queen. Shout out. I hope me get caught lacking. If the Clippers beat Ooh. the Lakers without Paul George, I'm jumping. Don't do it, man. <laughs> don't, please. Don't, don't jump don't. off the bridge. Jump ship. Right. We always got to go with I ain't gonna I'm lie to you. I, I I've been mostly I've been mostly just going after people's heads that are just talking crazy about the Clippers. I might act an ass. I might act like a real ass if we beat y'all Tuesday. I ain't gonna hold you. That will join for a while. I'll wow. down 0 3 against the Clippers. That's gonna be I don't know. And it's like every time I start typing a whole bunch of shit to say to Jordan, then by halftime, I always message him and be like, you know what, my bad. I don't even know what came over. Me. <laughs> <laughs> nah man. AD gonna hold it down. You know that's what I said last time, and then the time before. Yeah, it's facts. That's what he, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's I know it's been bizarre so far. Caruso go hold it down. I see it. I don't really have any <laughs> comments. <laughs> I see. I see. But, but oh, man, wait, like, hey man, how you feel about Caruso? I, I, yeah, he got to work I five times harder. Took a joke. The media took a joke amongst Lakers fans and made it into like a thing. But I don't think no one was like taking that as seriously as like non-Lakers fans take it. Thanks. Just like we was calling um McGee um Kareem. It was a fucking joke. <laughs> like, it is that a form of white privilege? Yeah, it is. I'ma say this though, he is better than, he is better than Ray John Rondo. And I said that months ago. That's supposed to be like an accomplishment. And no, 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 because I, I know and then no, the other I guy asked, we not gonna name. Before Alex Caruso started starting, I said, why isn't Caruso starting over uh, Rondo? And some Laker fans said, because he isn't good. I said, all right. Rondo got some connection. Because for the life of me, I, I used to complain to you when Rondo was getting um, Lonzo playing time. And I still, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. So I don't know if it's like his connection with LeBron. I don't know if he's got to be Bron. Genie. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just. It's got to be Bron. I, that's my that's my only uh, explanation. I don't I don't I don't have a comment. <laughs> all right, but that's all we got. Thank you for tuning into the episode of Papa Demand Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. See you then. Peace.